Hi, I'm your host, Micah, and this is another episode of Life and Moto, where we talk about not only life, but a little bit more moto, and everything in between, and what it takes to balance both moto and life. episode number three of Moto and Life. We're going to be discussing a few different things tonight. We're going to be discussing Moto Etiquacy and how it translates to not only the track but the desert and everything else in between. The biggest thing that I can try to stress to anybody is a simple fact of it is is there's more to it than just being a nice guy and how that works and we're going to kind of go over a lot of those things today. Um, Yes, I know that many of you have already know these things or know of these things. But even if you do know, let it be a refresher. Let it be one of those times where you kind of hear it again, but let it sink in a little bit more. And for those of you that are listening to not only our podcast now, but are also our YouTube, then definitely take these things in. Maybe write some notes down, maybe take these skills outside of just right here, right now. One thing you guys are going to notice is, yes, I finally got a microphone. <laughs> We're stepping up things here a little bit. But let's get back into this episode. Let's kind of focus on what I have. I also have some information from a fellow writer who she recently was involved in a pretty severe accident. We're going to go over some of her top five things about etiquette, and then I'm also going to read the events that happened and give you an update and kind of let you know how things are going. So let's jump back into this. So there's five basic etiquette things that can be applied to the track, the desert, and everything else in between. And what we're going to do is we're going to discuss every one of those. And I'm going to kind of jump around in the sense of bringing it back to topic. We're going to talk about the simple things of why one, two, three, four, five are, and then we're gonna break them down and we're gonna kind of go from there. So let's jump into it. Number one is look both ways. Now this not only applies to the track, but also the desert, the woods, and so forth. And when I say look both ways, I don't just mean, mm -hmm. no, I mean full blown, take your time, take two seconds and just say, hey, is there anybody this way? Is there anybody that way? All right, let's rip. And we're gonna kind of go back into that one. Number two is keep your movements like not only like reliable, but like predictable. That's huge. Predictability is number one and it's key for everything. Um, we're gonna go into number three. Ride within your limits and your bike's limits. Don't go over, over your head. That's huge. And then number four is ride your motos and take breaks. That's the key one. Don't just keep riding and riding and riding. But we'll jump back into that one. Number five, lastly is, know the flags. Know what every flag is and the colors and what they represent and what they mean for you as a rider. So let's dive back into the looking both ways and kind of go from there. Sorry, as you can hear, hot tub kind of kicked on. <laughs> yes, I am recording in the hot tub room because it has the best sound. As some of you might know, it's a little loud sometimes without now the microphone. So we're going to go from there and kind of see how that goes. So diving back into it, let's see where we're at. Okay, so looking both ways. 
So this is huge because if you don't know the track, you don't know the layout, you've never been there, then definitely ask. Ask the officials. Ask another rider you know, that's been there before, that knows the track layout, knows how things work. That's huge because if you don't know the correct place to get on the track or off of the track, you are at risk of hurting yourself. And when I say that, that's not just a punch at all the beginners. I, I've seen some of the bigger you know, skilled level guys do the same thing. They get on at the wrong spot just because they think they're faster. Try not to be that guy. And with that, when you take it out to the desert, when you're railing down a sand wash or a single track and it has an intersection, always, always look. Don't assume that because you're the bike and you're going faster, they're going to stop. Because nine out of ten times, they're thinking the same thing. So always come to an intersection with caution and always be aware that you could be potentially in harm's way. We've got side-by-sides, four-wheelers, and of course other riders out there that we already have to be on the alert for. So why risk it? It takes a couple seconds, downshift a couple gears, look both ways, and rail, and do what you got to do. So apply that to not only the track, but the trails, and even in the woods. That's a big one. Because if you're on a single track, sometimes in the woods, you can't always know where that you're going to drop into an intersection, and if you're not paying attention, you could potentially land into a road or another trail that has other riders. So we're going to kind of leave it at that. That's kind of a basic one, but we're going to skip on. Number two is keep your movements predictable. Now, when I say this, I know for a beginner rider that is very hard. You don't know how to quite control your bike. I give you a pass, and I will understand that, but I will say this. Hone your basics. Know how to control your bike. Know what you know you need to do to keep yourself safe. And it not only that, but it keeps you safe and the other riders. And so with predictability, the biggest thing is, is if you're, for instance, if you're in a corner and you're outside, don't just cut straight down. Just ride it out. Stay outside till you get parallel with the track again and rail. At that point, you can do what you need to do but never in a corner do I want to see people cutting down or cutting up. The same thing. If you're coming in too hot and you're on the inside and you can't hold that line, then most people will automatically just shift up. Don't do that. Stay on your line and stay where you started. That's the biggest thing. Coming into a turn, stay where you started. That is huge. Number three is riding within your limits and your bike's limits. I cannot stress this enough. If you go to a track as a beginner, please do not put yourself in a class or a situation that you can't ride at. You are not only risking yourself, but those around you. And that can be dangerous, not only for you, but for the fellow riders. And I know that on a lot of these open practice tracks, that's where this comes into play. If you don't know how to do the jumps per se. Make sure you're staying in your line, rolling the jump to where if anybody happens to be coming up, they can see that you're there, they know that you're not gonna go as high or possibly jump. They're gonna stay in their line and you're gonna put yourself at a safer margin. The next thing is your bike's limits. If your bike is not set up to be doubling, tripling, or even jumping the course, take the time to either A, adjust your bike, or B, 
maybe don't ride that hard of a track that you're having to put your bike that's not capable of it in that situation. So the next thing is number four, ride your motos and take breaks. When I say this, it is huge. A lot of guys will go to a track and to a race and to an event and just drain themselves because all they want to do is moto, 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 moto. Trust me, I've been there, I've done it, I've done that attitude and had that attitude. But I want to stress, take the time, do a moto and just get a feel of the track, take a break. Then step back, go back out because the reality of it is 12 minutes is pretty much the peak of most average riders. If you're out there past 12 minutes on a course, you're pushing yourself too far. Even if your cardio is great, even if your body's good and your bike is good, don't risk it. Just take that 12 minutes, get the feel of it, take another 20 minutes, and you can get back out there. But take those breaks. Let your body adjust. Let your body adapt to what you're doing to it. And with that being said, like I touched on the 12-minute thing, that's just my idea. That's what I've done, and I found it fits best for me. And if it works for you, sweet. But I've always done 12 minutes. I'll do 12 minutes of just figuring the track out, railing it, or just riding it. Because then I can then take that time to rest and go back out there fresh to hit those same jumps, the same sections, the same way I did before. Which will also help you with tuning, it'll help you with your ride abilities, and adjusting things that you need to adjust. Plus, if we're doing a moto and we be real about it, if we did a 24 minute moto and you broke it to two, right? The first 12 minutes, you're fresh. You're ready to go. But that last 12 minutes, for some, you're spent. You're done. You're ready for, like, you know, either cervezas and drinks in the back or at least a good thing of water. So take those little things, maybe tweak them a little bit to what fits you best. Not necessarily 12 minutes. If you're a beginner rider, do an 8-minute session and then 20 minutes or 30 minutes or however long it takes you to feel fresh again. That is big. Number five, lastly, know the flags and know their meanings. So we all obviously know that green means go, so go. You have also checker flags, which means you're done. We're done, the race is done, let's see where you ended up. And then we have some other basics that a lot of people kind of don't always think about, and I'm just gonna go over a couple of them. Yellow means caution. That means you have a rider down or there is a hazard in your way. Take the time to acknowledge the flag and go from there. It's gonna take you two seconds to slow down a little bit, assess the situation, and move forward. And lastly, red. Red is huge, because red can mean a lot of things. It could mean a rider's hurt, it could mean the track conditions need to be stopped for lightning or for other severe adverse conditions. That is huge. If you see red, come to a stop and move forward from there once directed. So. With those things, I hope that maybe I can touch on a few that may be new, maybe give you a little insight as to something you didn't know, such as maybe the 12-minute thing. That might work for you, and it might be something you didn't know you were into. And I apologize again if all you can hear is the hot tub. Hopefully not, because we're trying to do both right now, just so everybody knows. I'll take five real quick. Um, we are doing the podcast of Life and Moto but we're also trying to transition it to the YouTube world. And I'm gonna kind of make it like a vlog slash like this, where we record the podcast. And I'd like to do some other things on the YouTube channel as well as, you know, the podcast involving maybe daily rides or maybe daily motos. And those are things that we're gonna come back to maybe down the road. And we're kind of like starting that journey now and who knows, if you guys like this style 
or if you want to change things up, give me ideas. I'm always willing to adapt. I already know that we have a limited resources for these kinds of things. Whether you're beginner or expert, these are limited resources. So let's make this better. Not only for us, but for everybody else that's coming into the riding world. So now that I've done my tangent and kind of went down that rabbit hole, and if I'm not careful, we could keep going down there. But let's move forward. With those, I want to cover some other things that I think a lot of people overlook. And it's kind of an easy one. And for me, it's huge. I'm kind of an advocate, advocate about this. I don't understand why people do it. I'll never know, nor will I ever take the time to figure it out. Clean up your trash. I tell you what. I have been to more events where there's trash left. I have been to more desert rides with buddies and found more trash than I could believe to be out there in the desert. Same with the woods. Please, 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 for the sake of everybody and our future of motocross, riding, and everything moving forward from this moment, pick your trash up. It just takes two minutes. Throw it away. Pick it up. And even if you see something small on the trail, throw it in your pack. That's kind of the thing I do with my kid every chance we can when we go riding on trails if we see trash that's small enough we'll stop we'll pick it up and we'll move forward to where the next person riding gets to enjoy a clean environment okay so this one i know can maybe hit some nerves for everybody but oh don't cop an attitude at events and it's kind of funny i touch on this and my guest information is agreeing with this don't cap an attitude. We understand things happen. Sometimes your scoring doesn't come out right. Sometimes it didn't cut your track record, you know. But don't be aggressive. Don't be angry at the officials. Things happen. And 90% of the time, if you take that little bit of extra courtesy and say, hey, this is what happened today. Is there anything we can talk about to possibly discuss it? Versus being aggressive and angry. Nobody wants that guy at the track. And it just makes it look bad for everybody. So if you're one of those people, maybe take five minutes before you go and talk to an official and just kind of take the moment to say, yes, I'm mad, but this is what we got to do to make things better. Once again, this is not just a moto pod. This is life pod. So take the time to resonate that with yourself and say, hey, I'm pissed or I'm mad or whatever the case may be. And acknowledge it and move forward to where when you talk, approach and talk to that person, you're not coming off as this super big hothead. Another one that's commonly expressed through both my information that I've kind of put together tonight and my guest information is don't pit ride. This is huge, especially as a father. Do not be railing around in the pits trying to do cool things and trying to impress everybody. I tell you what, that is the most dangerous thing for you and everybody around. You could lose control, you could hit a kid, a dog, a bike, a car, anything. And you could cost somebody thousands of dollars in damage or yourself. Don't be that guy. So we're gonna move on to a couple other things um, that I'd like to talk about. One of which is I recently have been talking to another rider. Her name is Liz Leonard. She is a female rider. She does desert, track, arena cross, and everything and so forth. We've been discussing a few things that recently happened to her and what she feels needs to make better. She gave me her five 
common etiquette things that she feels everybody should go over. And as you can tell, I might have to read this just because it's a lot, because I had to write it. Uh, her biggest number one was sign-ups. Be prepared and read the flyers. And I can't agree with her more. Oh, that could be so stressful. And because you have so many people at once trying to get into a race, so many people trying to get involved, that you could actually save the, the race and the coordination that much of a headache. If you can, please, please, please try to register online. And it's always, let's see, she always put it's always easier than in person. And I agree. So we're going to go to number two for her was passing. Ooh, I didn't touch on that one. Timing, location, conditions, and skill all play a huge part in safely passing. And I couldn't agree more. If you are a racer and you know from experience, if you got a guy that's slower in front of you and they're a little unpredictable, if you don't take the time to acknowledge where they're at and what they're kind of doing, you're putting yourself at risk just to get that next position. So take two minutes, take two seconds, whatever it is, assess the situation and safely pass. And let's go. Oh, another one. She touched on the pit riding, but she maybe have a different opinion about it. She wrote, usually very frowned upon. Remember, it's the pits, not the track. Couldn't agree more. Uh, there's kids, pets, and cars constantly moving. Idle speeds and idle only. And those were very, very bold. <laughs> and she put in here, I promise no one thinks what you're doing is cool agree and I kind of relate to that because I don't want to see you out there running wheelies up and down through the pits just because you think it's cool because I have a kid and sometimes they're not predictable either they're kids so let's all pay attention to that one and try to maybe limit that one control Ooh, beginners we can give a pass to both of us agree with that however too many beginners are not ready to be at the race if you lack basic control of your bike please I repeat please take the time before entering a race to get these things mastered not necessarily to an experts level but to where you're comfortable in an event this is huge and I can't stress it enough sportsmanship another good one we relate in this is top one if you see a rider down just check at least at least give them a thumbs up or give them a thumbs down. They're going to give you either one of these or they're going to say no with a thumbs down. That will either indicate that you need to stop or keep riding, which for desert riding, I think that's a little more applicable because we all know when we're racing, many riders happen to go down at times. And instead of just railing past them, head down, not paying attention to the world, if you see a rider down, take the couple seconds, slow down at least. You don't have to stop, but take the two seconds and say, hey, you good? Or hey, you bad? Like what's going on? You need help? And that could be the difference between someone's life, either making it or not. So, and she obviously added in here, there's way more at stake than just your position. Couldn't agree more. And also, who cares about a trophy if the person that you rode by out there and you skip past passes? Guess what? That's going to be on something on you and you only. That's going to be your conscience, and you're going to eat yourself alive at that. So with those things, we're going to kind of jump back to what she had sent me. This is information that she recently sent me because she was involved in a major accident. And this accident was not even her fault. 
This was a rider's error due to either negligence of their skill sets and abilities, which we've kind of talked on. That's kind of why this podcast is where it is tonight. Maybe this episode is because we were talking and this is huge. A lot of people miss the basics. And this is a basic, just being able to control your bike. So I'm going to read word for word what she has wrote down and she has given me permission to read and we are going to all kind of go from there. She says, keep in mind all this happens literally within three seconds. I was going through the whoops at a steady pace when I heard a bike behind, behind me suddenly. I heard a panic rev at the exact same time I felt my leg explode. Almost like a kernel popcorn, something had a hold of my leg. And as my bike continued going forward, I was suddenly getting drugged off the back. Suddenly, my leg felt free, but it was too late. And I whiskey throttled and smashed into the face of the next whoop, coming to a complete stop instantly. I lay there for a bit, trying to get a grip on what just happened. I attempted to roll over, and when I did, I could feel the lower half of my leg just dangling. And I just thought to myself, oh no, we did it this time. The flagger nearby picked up my bike and offered help. I told him my leg was broke, no doubt. The staff was great and helpful, got me on a board and carried me off. Except for the EMT who insisted on cutting my boot off instead of just cutting it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I caught a glimpse of heaven that moment. Most excruciating pain I've ever experienced in my lifetime. Ended up with a tib fib spiral fracture that consisted of seven breaks and multiple small fractures and we talked about this me and her and it is crazy how just due to one small mistake by not following a few of these things that we've kind of discussed tonight you could hurt somebody and in this case she got severely hurt because the other rider was inexperienced he has since then apologized he knows that he had an error in doing this and we are not here to bash. We are not here to make that person feel less than. We are just trying to make this more of a knowledge for everybody. So please, please, please take the time to hone your basic skills in some of these things that I wrote down and express with you. Also, she did want me to also note that she wanted to thank everybody involved, the paramedics, the EMTs, and everybody that was there in support. And we cannot stress that enough. If it's not for the EMTs and all those who support our sports, we don't have our sport. So if you get a chance, always please thank somebody that does there and is helping others. And so with that, we're going to kind of close. We're going to wrap everything up for the night. And one thing I'd like to reiterate is that Life and Moto is now going to be not only on the podcast, but we are moving things to YouTube. And we're hoping that with those things, we can help spread awareness and keep our sport where it is and grow it to what we would love to be, which is fun atmosphere and where everybody can participate and everybody is just a get along family style ride. We get that everybody's going to be competitive, but it's always outside the track that I want people to grow. With that being said, take two minutes, introduce yourself to the next rider. Maybe you never know, he could be there for the first time and needing some help, or it could be their 50th, 60th time, and maybe you could get some information you didn't know. So also wanted to throw out a little bit of a plug. We are on uh, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon as well. And we are on Instagram at lifeandmoto21. 
gotta love the whole name things but hey it is what it is we are also going to be on life and moto youtube channel this will be episode number two or one for youtube but this is episode number three for the podcast so if i can and i will try to push this as much as i can share this like it subscribe on youtube and let's make this more of a known event and a podcast and let's share the word and let's make this grow and not only for everybody that's listening but for you and all your buddies and everything else and hopefully on tomorrow's episode we'll have a little bit less of a downer i guess you could say episode we'll bring in something a little more fun haven't quite decided on what we're going to do with that but we'll see and as always please please be safe and don't be afraid to reach out Thank you for joining me on another episode of Life and Moto, where I hope you either learned something new or maybe took away something. Either way, I hope it was a great experience for you. And as always, keep two wheels down and never let life bring you down.